comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Episode 204. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. This podcast is better than Star Trek V. A lot better. And that's why. The original Tron stinks more than the remake, or than the part, than Legacy. Than part two. And part Legacy two. part two. The graphics are subpar compared to the new movie. I'm going to go out, I'm just putting this out there, I'm saying it, I'm saying this, and I know this is going to be controversial, but if you compare the graphics to the original Tron to this Tron, this Tron's graphics are a lot so better. So you're, you're saying a, what, 28-year-old movie? Look, I'm just, look, I know it's controversial. I know, I'm putting, but... That's this from how the guy I who was parading around his Tron 20th anniversary <laughs> DVD at work. Wow. Going, jealous? Yeah. Holding it over people's one. cubes and going, jealous? <laughs> you know that DVD goes for big bucks on eBay now. I really? screwed up. <laughs> oh, no. it? Uh, yeah, I sold it long ago. Oh, no. Yeah. You do that, though. You're a minimalist. And, yeah, and I, I, just don't I like admire that. that about you because no I am not a minimalist. On the phone with us is Dennis Poo. Hey, Dennis. Hey, how you guys doing? Yay. Good. Your wife was here two weeks ago. She was fun. Yeah. Yeah, sorry I didn't make the call. I, I just I was switching phones and was not having a, a real success at it and uh, still actually battling that. So That, that oh night my. was apparently was your anniversary. What did you do to celebrate your anniversary? Oh, I spent a lot of time with T-Mobile. Uh-huh. You oh. romance hound, you! <laughs> you are so you are the romance hound. He is <laughs> romance, romance. Let's go well, down. I'll be, town, uh, I'll be in town this this coming weekend. Uh, I'm not sure when this when this show posts, but uh, hopefully I'll make it up to to my wife. Uh, posts. We we do yeah. these live. It's going out on the internet right now <laughs> as we oh. speak. Actually, this one will air uh, two Mondays from now. Okay. Um, we're sponsor-free. No, actually, this episode is sponsored by the summer of 2011. All right. Now, we have been doing... Are we Are we still friends with DCPC? Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, last the, couple the, shows haven't, haven't been sponsored by them. The, um, DC, the fine folks at DCB Service are... Happily and proudly sponsoring the Walking Dead TV podcast, mm-hmm. so um, I just you know don't feel like wasting time on a sponsor right now. Okay, we just cool. mentioned them. You know, well, nobody listens anyway. I wasn't supposed to ever say that again, oh, was I? Brad. Sorry about that. Wow. Who was that? Dan Dan from CNN. That yeah. is so 2010. Yeah. Oh, no, so 2010. Let's talk Tron a little bit. Hey, look, I'll, be, I'll soon be a returning customer of of uh, DCB service. Fantastic. I'm I'm. Uh, when I get a full time job, I will be as well. But uh, cool, that's awesome. Soon, this comic books become worth reading again. Ooh, snap. oh well, okay then. No, that I don't mean that. Oh snap! Oh snap! So we all saw Tron, and uh, we we uh, I loved it. Tron Legacy, we're talking about, okay. not the twenty eight year old Tron. No. Uh, you know what? While we're talking about it, I'm going to play some Tron soundtrack in the background. Um, you know, I have to say the movie, while it was pretty, um, I found the story just a little light and, um, you know, much like, um, much like the first one, you know, it was a lot of fun to look at, but, uh, in the end, wasn't really much there for me to, to care about. 
I loved it. I don't know what you have to complain about. Well, it's not a complaint. It's it's more of a, you know, I just wanted more. I wanted more of a story that was, I don't know, meatier. It just didn't feel, it, it, it was so light on good guy, bad guy. I still am confused a little bit about the IOs or the ISOs. Is that what they were called? The, like the... Yeah. the the cult, yeah, the ISOs. Yeah, the the ISOs. Cult, yeah, I didn't get, I didn't get that. They were just, they were just simply, they were programs that were self-aware, and and you know, it's just kind of they appear, they just kind of from over the horizon. The ISOs. Well, it was because came. he had it, that was like his, it, that was his dream to make these, you know, that could think for the, themselves to discover and, them. He they, actually, they, they were actually discovered because they always existed. Is that what he said? I think they. I don't know. I always wished I'd gone back and seen well, the movie I think twice. They popped into existence. Um, yeah, somehow they popped into well, they, existence. They evolved, I assume, into what they became, much like Skynet. Did you like it, Bill? Yeah. Um, you know, we got out of the theater. Five minutes. Okay, fine. We got out of the theater, and um, I was still. I, I, I was gave still you a hard around. time, didn't I? Yeah, you gave me a hard time because I was rolling around in my head. I, you know, it, it's like you know, movies can be like uh, can be like songs uh, in that you can hear a song first time. And it just grabs you by the scruff and won't let you go. And you generally, for me, I get tired of a song that grabs me immediately faster. Um, A song that you walk out, you know, you listen to and you go, yeah, that's okay. And you think about it more and and it kind of starts creeping to the back of your mind a little bit. You know what song? That's what happened with me to to Tron. Lately, recently. Tell me. that uh, Bruno Mars, Grenade. I'll catch a grenade for you. Throw my hand on a blade for you. Okay. Dan from San Ana is rolling over in his grave right now. He oh thinks that song goodness. sucks, but it didn't appeal to me at first. But now I've, it, it's grown on me like a fungus. I love it. Yeah, and so the and same you know, thing happens with Tron Legacy for you. Something else that's uh, grown on me too is the uh, the Daft Punk, the great Daft Punk uh, soundtrack to that movie. Yeah, it's awesome. This, this, which we're listening to right it's, now. It's not very songy. It's more. No, um, it's, it's atmospheric. Yes, atmospheric. there's a couple it's, of it's there's a couple of jams in there though. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the uh, the fight in the nightclub. <laughs> Yes. Such a cool scene, man. I really so, there were parts of the movie that I really dug, and the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to go back and see it. I was a bit taken aback though, because as as we literally are walking out of the theater and you asked me what I thought, and I was still kind of in that well, um, him ha kind of stage, and so you immediately accused me of hating it, which was completely unfair. Uh because no, I was literally still trying to quantify my feelings about it. And that that to me is a good sign. I did the same thing walking on Star Trek 2, which dates me a little bit. But um, how, how how long did y'all go out? Huh? How long did y'all go out? You said it dated, dated you for a little Star bit. Star Trek 2. That's awesome. Dates you for a little bit. That's did awesome. Did you guys break up? Gone. <laughs> um, no, so uh, in retrospect, the movie has grown on me, and I really wish I could see it again. Dennis, what'd you think? I liked it when, uh, when I, you know, when it when it. Uh, you know, while I was watching it, and you know, I, I, it didn't take me long to, to digest it and form an opinion. Um, it wasn't a bad movie. It didn't knock my socks off, but I thought it was, you know, perfectly enjoyable, perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean, it. I don't think it was trying to change the world. It was trying to entertain, much like the first one. I mean, it, it had some subplots, but you know, it wasn't trying to be, uh, um, you know, Wall Street or you know. Anything like well, that. Well, no, I I would or argue that I think Earth, I think know. it did want to be a little bit. I think it did. It wanted to ask deeper questions because remember he's. You know, I'm reading this one thing here. I mean, he was trying to unlock the mysteries of science, religion, and medicine. You know, he wanted they they wanted. I think that movie wants to be much deeper than than it actually was. I mean, if this is like a Caprica like thing where the, the whole point is to you know discuss you know all these different issues in one forum you know i don't think they succeeded in making it something that you're going to be thinking of and philosophizing about you know uh, until they come out with tron 3 um <laughs> which I, i'm assuming I, they will do i i, I assume that they were tr- they were trying to steer you yeah. in the direction whether whether you agree with the statement or not is that technology is the new religion and that yeah. that there is some type of discovery and growth you can get yeah. from letting machines do your, not your thinking, but your well, processing. And and I think that's what the movie was trying to present, but relying on, on, relying on the fact that um, letting machines 
you know, be these symbols of things that it just felt very empty. Well, it, it it just felt like like going to to, to like a Unitarian church. Well, you know? So what was hey, the point? All religions are great. Yeah. What was the point of the movie though? Was the point that individualism is something that is one of the most prized things that we have as a species, and it must be protected at all costs, or that individualism can um, can become a cancer at the root of a society? Mm, good because both those points are brought up, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously, it depends on you know, it probably depends on what side of the fence you personally fall onto. You know, um, you know how you might uh, uh, you know equate those, Dennis. I'm not sure they they delved into any of those themes, you know, very deeply at all, right? You know, if they brought up those themes, it was only kind of to pay lip service to it, sort of. Uh, I don't remember any kind of um, really dramatic moments where you know those themes are are, are, are explored very deeply. Um, I did hear that that the video game that that comes with the movie has a lot of backstory in it that supplements plot of the movie have any of you played that uh, i want to i think it's called tron evolution hmm. and i think yeah. it takes I and think the it's trailer like a, is, is awesome yeah it's like a prequel <laughs> to the movie i want to play it i i don't pay full price for uh, video games um i did for aliens versus predator <laughs> it, but that, you, you love it you know you've got to <laughs> yeah. have it you know i pay full price for every simpsons dvd that comes out i just get it when it comes out um, wow but I want to well, play it. Go into those, yeah, maybe they go to those things a little bit more in the video game. Um, they might. But I certainly didn't see it in the movie. Well, I mean, it seems like the it maybe that's maybe that's the the thing that's nagging at the back of people's minds why it isn't just an absolute slam nuclear bomb dunk that you know they do kind of try to address some of these questions, but they don't do it in a a thoughtful, thorough way, and so you're basically left with a bunch of you know, hanging chads, so to speak. You know, some th- some theories that would be really interesting to contemplate, but they're kind of superficially touched on. You know, there there is. Did anyone pick up at least on the programming side? Mm-hmm. I, I got this a lot that there is a real. Um, they were like making a message between open source coding and closed source coding, in that. You know the. Um, the Jeff Bridges world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we talked about this a little bit, Bill. It, it was very open. It was wide open. It was rough. It was anything goes in yeah. Jeff Bridges world. It was Android versus Apple. And bang. And Clues world was very much like Apple. It was a closed off, but everything worked right. There's even that scene where Clue holds on to that stainless steel apple and he sees his reflection. Nice in it. And it's you know, what does that mean? Does that mean that you know it is it. A two-pronged statement that, you know, the apple represents kind of kind of evil in a biblical sense. You know, he's seen himself in it. He's seen the imperfection. Or does it mean that you know, you know, app, you know, the the, the closed the the closed-off coding world is my world, and this mm-hmm. is and 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 I embrace it. You know what? You know, I I think I think that that was an underlying story in it as well, or message. But the thing is, is that Clues World was cool. It was a closed source world. Everyone seemed happy. Did anyone well, really seem, except I for mean, that one bum it's, who got the motorcycle, <laughs> everyone really seemed pretty happy in Clues World. Well, I mean, it's the classic, you know, it's the classic uh, tale of, uh, you know, hey, look how great this fascism is because, mm-hmm. you know, there's really no crime and, uh, you know, everybody's pretty well taken care of, you know, as long as you, you know, bow Obey and the pay. Rules. Yeah, as long as you, you make your obeisance to, uh, you know, to the, the great and powerful Oz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm jealous of you guys. Because Why? when I, like <clears throat> most movies and, and Tron Legacy, since okay. we're talking about it, I don't get any of that stuff you guys are talking about. What just, I get mm-hmm. is there's a world inside a computer yeah. and it's lifelike and this is what would happen if, if I got sucked into a computer. This is what it might be like. And there's good guys and bad guys, and you can ride these kick-ass light cycles. Yeah. And how are you going to get out? I don't know, but it's possible. You just have to have an anchor, you know, on the on the outside to pull you out, and mm-hmm. that's all. That's all I needed from that movie. You enjoyed the roller coaster ride. The special effects were awesome. We all saw it in 3D. Yeah. Now I thought it was interesting that uh, the the special effects, the 3D special effects, were not sensational. They were realistic. The only part mm-hmm. that I think really benefited okay. from the 
3D was the light cycle race. Yeah, yeah. that was because there awesome. was a lot of those. Yeah, going from one level to another, mm-hmm. and you could see the floor, you know, rise up and then become the new ceiling, and it yeah. was right in front of you. That was cool, but you I know, agree. there was more of that. Yes, yeah. yes, and it really didn't shout, "Hey, I'm a 3D movie." No, it, was, it yeah. seemed to me that the whole idea behind the 3D uh, production. Well, and, and of course, people know that it kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Uh, they shot uh, the re- the six one six universe, huh, in two uh, D, and they shot the Tron. Uh, you know, everything that happened in the Tron universe was what they shot in three D. Yeah, and they even have a disclaimer at the beginning of the movie that uh, to expect this. Uh, you know, they they also said they shot it. They shot the two D or posted or whatever in such a way that you didn't have to take your glasses off. It was no big deal. I did take my glasses off once or twice when I knew they were outside in the real world, just kind of get my eyes a, a chance to chill. But um, but yeah, it it didn't affect your uh, enjoyment of the movie. But the uh, the environment, uh, it seemed like they used the three D just to give you a a literal realistic environment. They never used it. You know, there was never a, a you know a light cycle fly past your head make the audience duck they never did anything like that in fact the entire the entire movie experience that we had there the one time uh that the 3d effect really made my eyes go big and go wow check that out was in the previews <laughs> for pirates of the caribbean 4 right when jack is uh back up against the door and a sword comes through oh, and i, I re- just about <laughs> fell out of my chair it was so awesome and i was like that's a 3d effect there baby um you know you bring up you bring up a good point i, I think i liked watching the that set of trailers probably more than i liked tron there were some good they, trailers yeah I, mean, I saw the thor trailer i even liked the green hornet trailer yeah uh, i thought they were all really cool it just, you know, it's just that Tron was so dark. I mean, even if it wasn't 3D, how could you tell? The 3D was just subtle enough to let you know when you were in the computer world and when you yeah. weren't. And there was times when there was a time when we were still in the 2D world, but I started to think, yeah. "Wow, this is looking 3D." So I was, you know, I was confusing myself. It was just so subtle that. That really, the only time I noticed, oh, that's so cool, was the light cycle race. Yeah, and honestly, I really liked the fact that the producers, the director, were willing to kind of take a chance on that minimalism is the wrong word. Uh, maybe the subtlety of using the 3D uh, environment. Subtlety, I think, is a good word. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and you know, I, I, that is a good word. I've, I've decided. <laughs> And so let it be said, so let it be done. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, again, the more I think about that movie, the more I want to see it again. And I, you know, I, I've gotten to the point now, and I, I wonder if many people are like me. Um, I know Johnny M's not. Um, but uh, I've gotten to the point where I purchase very few movies these days. And a lot of it's just a time aspect. I, you know, and a lot of it also is because I've already got the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I've already got the Star Wars movies. And I've already got the, you know, the Matrix movies and this and that. Um, so I think, guess you're getting down to the point where, um, where you don't, um, uh, you know, most of the movies I want, I've already got, I guess, but, uh, the well, new I movies mean, coming out, I, I just, I'm just not interested in owning them, but I do think I might want to own Tron. Thank, thanks to like the services, like streaming services. I mean, why would you want to, unless you, it was a movie you really wanted to own? Why because, would you own yeah, it? A Blu-ray looks better than a streaming video. A but Blu-ray I mean, suite. a streaming video of like, um, you know, just uh, just a movie that's just kind of fun, yeah. not a lot of special effects. Now, one know, thing is like this one. Yeah. I'm asking myself, and I'm holding in my hand. Why did I buy the Blu-ray okay. of the Social Network? Yes, I, I don't know. Now, aside from it being a good price. Mm-hmm. I could see that, but I mean, does that yeah. does that movie really benefit look wise? Well, that's from like, a Blu-ray as opposed to a DVD. <clears throat> no, that's, and I could have bought the blue the DVD for five dollars mm-hmm. less. You know, um, well, for five dollars more, I mean, you know, there's, there's actually a lot of movies that I, I'm holding off buying simply because I don't have a Blu-ray player. But well, thanks for Mad Men, by the way. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to buy the DVD because I know eventually. Yeah, I'm gonna have a Blu-ray player, and I'm kind of in that transition period. I mean, I still think the Blu-rays are a lot are, are just Blu-rays are just cooler, and they just look yeah. better. But you know, you don't need a Blu-ray of you know Liar Liar any more than you have to have Motorola's or excuse me, uh, Motorhead's new album on CD. Right. 
you know, you can have that on album or eight track or whatever. You know, you, you don't need, you know, high fidelity is not the issue necessarily with a lot of the media we consume. I'm sure that the social network would look just as good on DVD. Boy, don't get me off on a you rant know? on Zuckerman, by the way. this Have you seen this movie? Yeah, well, and have you heard? It's fantastic well, and fascinating. Well, and, and I'm, man, I don't know. Watch, watch The Daily Show. Uh, a couple days ago, um, Jon Stewart kind of went off on uh, Facebook for a little while, and I was enraptured. I, I mean, I was pumping my fist and, and going, yeah, you go get him. I, I, was ready to, I was ready to storm the halls of Facebook with my burning well, pitchforks. Well, what, what, what was the crux of it? Just uh, Basically that uh, Zuckerberg, um, you know, he hasn't taken the company public yet. You smell that? Uh, he says, so... It smells like tangent. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll, I will try to keep this as short as possible. So Facebook has uh, refused to go public up to this point because Zuckerman doesn't want to divulge any more information to the public than he absolutely has to. Which is interesting because the whole mandate of his company is to gather as much information on his users as possible and disseminate it. So he is absolutely doing the opposite of practicing what he preaches. Um, and even worse than that, um, he was considering going public because he because they needed some money. Apparently, liquidity is becoming a minor issue. Well, he ended up raising $500 million. Um, and what was the company uh, that, oh gosh, Dennis, Friendster? can you help me with this? MySpace. No, yeah, it was Friendster. Um, no, he uh, he got a, uh, a private company to basically uh, gather five hundred million dollars for him, and they've come up with a new business organization slash model thing that uh, does not equal him getting public money, even though he's getting public money. So he's found a way to get five hundred million dollars in new capital without having to go through the rigors of becoming a public corporation and submitting himself. To you know, to the eye of the the public. I guess. Now, now keep, keep in mind, it. keep in mind, yes. that Facebook is an opt-in service. Right. You do not have to join Facebook. A lot of people right. do, but you don't have to. So it it it, it, it and it's it's one of the it's it's the it's it. There's certain what there's certain models of of using web well, uh, of of successful web service like like eBay. Okay. Um. YouTube, okay, MySpace, Facebook. Well, these are these are content. These are services that are aggregate that they just okay. give you a place to put your stuff. Now Zuckerman says that he is going to, um, and I thought this is very weird, but uh, apparently in April of 2012 he is going to go ahead and divulge his company's finances, regardless of whether they ever have an IPO or not, and we expect that they will not. But I just think it's incredibly ironic in a not good way that you know you've the the man who is championing the cause of disseminating information will not give you any of his own it just it, it smells you know i'm not saying there's anything nefarious going on i'm not saying there's any skullduggery necessarily but it just it doesn't pass the smell test and well, i don't think it's cool and and i realize that it's a voluntary thing okay yeah, i realize no totally one's putting voluntary. a gun to your head and making you sign and the up new for profile that they're forcing us to have uh -huh. sucks well and, and my wife she was complaining just a couple days ago before i even saw this that you know oh yeah yeah, one, yeah, okay, again, I had to go in and change my profile, blah, blah, because right. someone on Facebook sent out a message to other Facebook users, which I haven't seen yet, by the way, saying, hey, he's doing this, you need to change your profile. I don't think I've ever changed my, my permissions. I, maybe I did it when I first, you know, when I very first started my profile. But, you know, I have no idea what people out there are seeing. You know, and, and I, I don't really have anything to hide, certainly not on my Facebook page. But just the, the whole idea, it doesn't pass the smell test, and I don't think it's cool. So, you know, Facebook, um, yeah, I know Google's uh, motto used to be do no harm. Uh, do no evil. Do no evil? Okay. Um, you know, and, and, you know, Google is becoming a bit of a behemoth, so, you know, they're not really beholden to that anymore. But I think Facebook has passed that threshold uh, a long time ago, and maybe we're just now starting to figure that out. So, Do Facebook, no harm was the Nazis' slogan. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't it? I don't know. Uh, no, I think Look that's that up, the Hippocratic you? Oath. We need to stop talking about Facebook. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I'm so, you know, I've still got a Facebook account and I still like to communicate with Mr. Uh, Dennis uh through it, but Okay, um, well, we're not going to stop talking about Facebook because we I'm have done. to ask I'm done. Oh, here's a here's a Frank Frank Nazi motto. Huh? Nazi motto. Got milk? Uh, 
Actually, yes, it's got no. It's um, our belt buckles are bigger than yours. That can't be right. Hmm. Uh, Dennis, oh, why? Why is? <clears throat> why are Facebook messages your preferred method of communication? <laughs> yes, preferred. Dennis. Um, why are they your preferred <laughs> method of communication? <laughs> What's wrong with an email, dude? <laughs> Well, it's it's better than like a soapbox on a street corner, I guess. Okay. <laughs> right, well, I'm trying to see how many people will friend me, I guess. Okay. There you go. It, it's just funny. It's just like, hey, Dennis wants to go to a movie. Okay. Um. Well, he it's we got to go on Facebook because he's not emailing me. Okay, that's fine. You know, the thing is email, right? I guess I mean, it is. I don't, well, I don't it's it's just kind of funny. Really. That's all. I pay more attention to my email than I do my Facebook. You know, I may not see like. You've sent me a handful of messages that I didn't see for three days because yeah, I don't yeah. I don't go to Facebook all the time. Well, but you know when but Superphone will collect these Facebook messages and they will present them to you like an email or a text message. Yeah, but if so. I get an email that says, well, you know, if I get an email that says Dennis sent you a Facebook message, right. I'm like, why didn't he just send me an email? Now I have to do two yeah. things. Hey, speaking of Superphone, can someone tell me why two days ago? I don't think my phone is is giving me uh, audio, you know, audible text messaging, you know, alerts anymore. <laughs> Maybe I just need to change that. But I cannot figure this out. Two days ago, I don't know what happened. I don't remember restarting my phone or anything. I don't remember installing new software. All of a sudden, when I type on my phone, it's now making the horrible clicking sounds, like it's like the fake typewriter. Your child you know, got a tick, hold tick, of it tick, and tick, tick, changed click, the click. setting message. I man, I have at gone. Least at least you're not posting. How do you unlock it? I unlock have. It. I have gone in there and I have tried to figure out where you know. I've gone to sounds, you know, just just on settings. Tony I, says we have 19 minutes left. Okay. Wow. F- final thoughts on on Flash uh, on a Tron, Tron Legacy. Let's start with tennis. Um. Well, the only thing I wanted to add was um, I I thought I picked up on a, a more than a few Star Wars uh, Easter eggs. It could just be my imagination. Let's hear but Star Wars what? Easter eggs. Oh, okay, okay. Or homages or something like that. Um, I won't spoil anything, but you know, there's, no, go ahead. there's one scene where, where the main character is, is wearing a dark cloak, and it, it looked like something straight out of Return of the Jedi that, that Skywalker was wearing. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And uh, one of the scenes, uh, and this is not really spoiling anything, but the the punchline of one of the scenes is uh, I am not your father speaking of oh yeah I did pick up on that, that was okay. a funny yeah. line <laughs> I am not your father um, and then you know there's there's a the moment where where Jeff Bridges you know they're, they're making their their, their end run at, at the, near the end of the movie and he comes across um, like a sentry or guard of some sort and um, he does some kind of hand waving hocus pocus and it, it was kind of like you know entering more eyes <laughs> You know, you're right, especially uh, um, when I thought there were a couple uh, laughs during the um, during the I'm not your father line. That yeah. was funny. <laughs> I think hey, the um, only thing that missed was the uh, the old man from Spooner Street singing I had the time of my life. Didn't have that part here's in it. the uh that, that not that went over like a lead like a lead zeppelin didn't it here's the cut from the um this is the nightclub this is the nightclub fight yeah. that that is man it's amazing how cool that scene was though i and, really enjoyed the music and, and it was cool brad about three quarters of the way through that scene brad turns to me and goes is that daft punk up there it's like yeah hell <laughs> the yeah DJs, it is the DJs, I've, yeah. I've uh i've dug uh, daft punk's uh, scene since uh discovery so i've been on board with them for about 10 years now I and think, i knew that that they did that the, the whole helmet space guy thing um zeus i think was yeah. my favorite character because he was so kind of goofy you know, he yeah. was. Uh, you know, he's this. What was he like? A broker, like an information broker? Yeah, or something he's the dude like with that? the white hair and the cane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, I just kind of liked him because yeah, he, was he was goofy. Cool. The way he kind of held himself, and he wasn't. He wasn't perfect. I haven't gone back to see it a second time, simply because I haven't had the opportunity. I want to do it. Same I want to see it very badly. Let's go. Okay. Well, how about we uh, we transition right. to summer movies? Yeah. Uh, soundtrack. <clears throat> Now, uh, lots, um, 
I found a really cool website that has a list of 55 science fiction fantasy movies uh, coming out what? this year. Oh, we, my gosh. We had talked about maybe highlighting three each, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Dennis, and this may be the first you've heard of it, but um, are there any movies coming up, you know, even if they're the obvious ones, you know, go, go ahead and uh, let us know uh, two or three of them that you're really looking forward to seeing this year. Why don't you hold me for last while I do some research? Okay. Very good. Um, Frank, go first. Okay, I'll start off. Um, and I'm looking for the title of it. I'll jump to the second one, okay. which is... Uh, I'm sorry. Due out hey, real in- quick, can I have one, one... I didn't get my last thought on Tron. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. Um, Olivia Wilde's Korra was pretty awesome. Yes. But not as awesome as Bo Garrett as Jem, one of the four sirens. And that's my final thought. Bo Garrett. She was the uh, the siren in the the white. Suit. She was Johnny Torch's girlfriend in the second. Exactly. Oh, oh okay. yeah, she was <laughs> smoking. <laughs> yes, I agree. So I thought that was really cool, and I I think there are going to be people out there that uh, that insist that Olivia Wilde was in fact the uh, the the more awesome of the two. And you know, you're welcome to your opinion, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one. So anyway, okay, thanks. Sorry. Uh, summer movie. Frank, go. I'm gonna jump to no, I didn't anytime. pick any of the Just obvious start anytime. Okay. I didn't pick any of the obvious movies. I kinda wanted to go with things that, that um But that's what I did. Yeah, uh, that you know, with a more you know, so something you're a little different. So I decided If you pick my movies, I swear to god I will come over that table right now. Tree of Life. Okay, no, I didn't pick that one. By Terrence Malick. Synopsis, the story of a Midwestern family in the 1950s. The film follows the life and journey of the eldest son, Jack, through the innocence of childhood to his disillusioned adult life as he tries to reconcile a complicated relationship with his father, who's played by Brad Pitt. What is this, The House of Sand and Fog 2? (laughs) Have you guys guys seen the trailer for this movie? No. Um, The trailer will knock your socks off because it is just beautiful. It's not a. It, it doesn't look like it's an action-packed movie, but just based on what I've seen from the trailers, it looks like the end of the world is happening. Like the sun is about to blow up, and people are just trying to reconcile Ew. with life is about to end as we know it. And so this guy's kind of looking back on his life. It's due out in March. Uh, Terrence Malick is the director. He directed A New World. And it is a um, visually... It just looks really pretty, so much so that it interests really? me that I want to see it. Now, I don't know what the story's going to look like. It looks like, you know, honest, it looks like it's going to be a real downer. Well, the but new, I kind of still want to see it. It's going to be almost as funny as The Beach. Yeah. I think I've used that line this year. <laughs> um, Terrence anyway, Malick, uh, Tree of Life. when he uh, directed uh, A New World uh, that had, uh, it was kind of the um, the story of the early settlers and they're meeting the Indians and whatnot. Um, Colin, uh, uh, Colin, Farrell? Colin Farrell was in it. Um, they describe that movie as not so much a movie as a tone poem, mm. which I thought was interesting. So this, okay, that mm-hmm. that sounds like a very good way to describe based on just the trailer. Yeah. that it's a tone poem. Yeah, I and that, that that would that would be indicative of Terrence uh, Malick's uh, fine work. Apparently, I think. So, cool. I, th- I think once I hear the reviews and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that that may change it. But right now, just based on what little I know, I'm interested. Crazy talk, man. Brad, uh, I want to see <clears throat> the Adjustment Bureau. Coming out on March 4th. Really? Loosely based on a Philip K. Dick story. This film stars Matt Damon and Emily Blunt as a congressman and a ballerina who discovered that sinister forces are trying to keep them apart. So it's sort of a Dickian reality warping film, but with a love story. Uh, Basically, the Adjustment Bureau is this group of men who make sure events happen the way they're supposed to. And Section 31, huh? Yeah. Section 31. Exactly. When Matt Damon's character meets this Emily Blunt woman character, he falls for her and wants to be with her. Well, the Adjustment Bureau is not having it because it's not supposed to happen. They are not supposed to be together. So oh, man. there's a lot of um, a reality warping and, and, and changing of consequences and butterfly effect and that kind of stuff. feels okay. a little bit like Inception on a visual scale because remember Inception was about yes. reality literally bending. So this is bending of timelines my description's not doing it justice search out the trailer for the adjustment bureau it it looks really really intriguing do we have any idea who george nolfi is the director of this movie not me and he was also uh given uh, co-writing credits with philip k dick by the way bill what do you got um 
the again, like you, I tried to stay away from the obvious. So you know, you could say Thor, Green Lantern, you know, Captain America, whatever, um, you know, Transformers three. But I'm not going to. Uh, the first one I wanted to bring, um, just kind of, yeah, I went through the list. I, I went through the list of the first half of the year, I suppose, because I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, talk about stuff in November. Maybe we'll save that. We'll save the second half movies for uh, you know, summer show or something. But uh, Battle of Los Angeles, yes. I I looked at this and my first impression was that looks really cool and then I did a tiny little bit of digging it took very little scratching the surface to realize um you know cuz you know that that was a um um that was a, an album um by uh, uh, Rage Against the Machine yes you know, a very 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 good album by Rage Against the Machine by the way so that's where I'd heard the phrase before but I didn't realize that you know I I thought it was just you know you know, Rage Against the Machine talking about Watts riots or Rodney King or something like that. You know, I didn't realize that there was actually a Battle of Los Angeles. Um, and it's a true story. Um, February 24th and February 25th in 1942 over Los Angeles, um, they had an incident. Um, now, at the time, they thought um, that it was an attacking force in Japan. But afterwards, uh, they realized that it was not, and they now a uh, uh, lot of people believe um, that the target of the Battle of Los Angeles may have been extraterrestrial aircraft. Cool. Uh, of course, the uh, the Air Force says that no, it was um, a weather balloon and war nerves and people with itchy trigger fingers, uh, this and that. Um, so the real story is that air raid sirens sounded through the night. Um, you know, uh, blackout in Los Angeles, et cetera, et cetera. Um, after the, uh, the end of the incident, uh, secretary of the Navy, Frank Knox, uh, says the entire incident is a false alarm. Um, and they thought that, uh, the incident, uh, uh, general, uh, the army's general George C. Marshall believed that the incident might've been caused by commercial airplanes used as psychological warfare to generate panic. You know, it sounds very, uh, um, you know, George Bush brought down the Twin Towers kind of thing. Um, so anyway, uh, it's really, if you want to go read on it, I mean, you you can go to Wiki uh, and get uh, some information on it. Uh, you can dig uh, more if you want to. Uh, but the movie itself um, is a variation on that theme. Um, it takes place in, uh, in modern time. Um, so they, they change it up a little bit. And it turns out that, um, oh, spoiler alert, they are aliens, and they've come to mess us up. So uh, it, look it looks really cool. cool. Um, uh, it, a guy in it looks like uh, uh, Aaron Eckhart. Oh, look, it is Aaron Eckhart. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is also in it. Uh, Bridget Moynihan. Um, again, I don't recognize the director, Jonathan Liebsman. I've never heard of the writers, Scott Silver, Christopher uh, Bertolini. Um, and it's going to be released on March 11th. Uh, the trailer is really cool. If you go to movie-trailer.com, it's where I'm getting it from. They have uh, two uh, things. Um, they have uh, the trailer for the movie, and then they actually have um, some what almost feels like uh, old, uh, you know, old newsreel, you know, you know, this day and all kind of stuff. Um, so uh, it, it's really interesting. I would suggest uh, going and uh, just checking out some of this Battle of Los Angeles trailer. And um, it looks like, uh, because there is also another movie coming out, I believe, I, I, I looked at this about two weeks ago, um, called The Battle of Los Angeles. This movie is called, quote, Battle Los Angeles, unquote. I think, I think it's the same movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, well there you go then. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's mine. Dennis, how about you? What movie you got? Uh, the first thing that came to mind was actually a TV show. Go for that it. I think it's going to return to the to the, uh, the summer, uh, and it's actually the Sherlock Holmes BBC production. We were talking hmm. about this, so so tell us about it. Well, on uh, Party Animal that I am uh, <laughs> on New Year's Eve, you know, we we're I was sitting next to my wife on the couch flipping channels, right. And uh, we came across uh, we came across uh, the Sherlock Holmes on 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 TV. And we didn't know what it was, right? It didn't say it was Sherlock Holmes or anything. I just saw a scene where, um, if you've ever watched the UK version of The Office, uh, one of the main uh, characters there was on was on the screen, and he was looking deadly serious, which is odd because he's usually a comedic character. Which uh, which character? 
Oh, I don't remember his name. All right, but, fair enough. Um, Sorry. But uh, it, it just looked intriguing, and it was all in fantastic HD, and 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 I just I just stood to watch the, uh, the that one scene. Um, very dramatic. Uh, stuck around to watch the entire rest of that episode. And uh, if you, it's kind of like House, in a way, uh, where the main character is Sherlock Holmes, and you know he's a really smart um, uh, misanthrope, smarter than everybody in the room, you know, and. Uh, it's just a fantastically produced um, show, and the story just keeps you on on the edge. And, and it, it it was truly the best thing that I I think I've seen all year. Um, I, I think you, it in the last day of the 2010. I think you told me that it it follows the lead of the of the um, of the books like more literally because I I just started reading a Sherlock's home novel not too long ago, and uh, he's a real jerk in the books, like a total yeah. jerk. Well, the other thing is that it's um, e- even if it's based on the books, it's set in modern day. Oh, really? And um, you know, it's shot, you know, in HD. I'm, I'm guessing in, in uh, digital. Uh, and and the background is modern day London. So so this, it takes kind of this um, surrealistic look, you know, to, to American eyes, right? Because you have both the classic architecture of, you know, centuries old buildings, uh, and at the same time you see. The, the modern architecture from you know the millennium millennium uh, uh, Ferris wheel and, and and a couple of more modern towers in the background so it, it, it takes kind of a surreal tone in, in a sense and and there's a, there's uh, some tastefully done special effects to kind of illustrate what Sherlock's mind mental processes are like and uh, you know, it's just very compelling to watch recommended for uh, anyone who might be interested in it okay. cool well um, hey do we um do we want to save a couple more movies for next week, or do we just want to rattle a couple more off real fast so well, I can get out of here? Let's check how much space we have. I think. Um, while you do that, I'll, I'll jump on this movie. Let's just kind of, well, we'll do one I more each. We we'll just have to keep it tight. Yeah, I think we could probably go a little little longer than the timer. Says. Okay. Um, the one that I wanted to talk about is actually a remake, Fright Night. Did any of you ever see the, the oh, Fright Night from the yes. 1980s? Uh, back then, I didn't oh watch scary movies. Um, Are you serious? It's uh, it's uh, the nineteen eighties version. It's I seem to remember really liking a lot, but it was uh, it was about a uh, a guy who hosted a TV show, and uh, he was kind of like this Bella Gosi type, and this teenager, and they end up um, having to really go after um, uh, vampires. Here's the synopsis. Here, uh, senior Charlie has finally ha- finally has it all going. He's running with the popular crowd and dating the most coveted girl in high school. In fact. He's so cool. He's even dissed. He's even dissed his friends. But trouble arrives when Jerry moves in next door. He seems like a great guy, but there seems to be something that's not quite right. Um, after observing some very strange activity, Charlie comes to the unmistakable conclusion that Jerry is a vampire. Uh oh. Anyway, it's based on the it's based on the movie that um, a remake from the nineteen eighties. The nineteen eighties movie was a lot of fun. Uh, I kind of hope this lives up to it. Cool. Fright Night in August. Red? Uh, let's see. I just had it. Where was it? So I can roll if you need me. If you need a moment. Um, or I'll stand by. No, Super. April 1st. Rain Wilson, Dwight from The Office. Nice. Stars in this do-it-yourself superhero movie from Slither's director James Gunn. Ooh. Guest starring Nathan Fillion as the Holy Avenger. All a right. A slicker Mal. superhero. So... Uh, it's Nathan Fillion's character uh, uh, versus basically Dwight from The Office as this. Um, I can't remember what his Castle versus I, Dwight. I can't remember huh? what his hero name is, but it's a superhero name. I love Nathan Fillion. Uh, I'd love to hang out with Nathan Fillion. I'm not a completist. Mal but Reynolds. I've never disliked his work. Yeah, he thinks awesome. Um, and I loved Slither. The, uh, was a basically a. a, a Oh, Brad, his name is The Hood. The Hood? Okay. Oh, it can't be horror movie. Yes. yes. Beware crime. <laughs> it's like he's putting up posters. He's putting up flyers by himself. Yeah. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, and I really liked James Gunn's uh, movie, Slither. It, it, and, you know, it's a superhero movie with two guys I love. So, you know, I'm I'm excited about it. I don't, I don't think you could go real wrong with that. Cool. Bill. 
I wish I had time to play the trailer for you because the trailer says so much more than I can uh, than I can say here. But uh, the second movie I, I saw, and yeah, I don't know. I may not see this till it's on DVD. I, I don't know. But um, it's a movie called Hannah, and uh, this movie is going to come out uh, April eighth, two thousand eleven, the year of our Lord, and um, it stars Eric Bana and Kate Blanchett. Um, it's I just it just seems like such a weird odd fresh kind of story um hannah um is a teenage girl uh who has been raised by her father an ex-cia um basically a soldier um in the wilds of finland um he is brutal in his preparation of her to uh gain strength stamina the smarts and the tactical ability of a soldier um at one point uh, during the movie, uh, people come uh, to get Eric Bana, and so she is kind of on her own. Uh, the rest of the movie um, is her um, trying to get her dad back, basically, uh, journeying across Europe while eluding agents dispatched after her by a ruthless intelligent, intelligence operative with secrets of her own, Kate Blanchett. Then as she nears her ultimate target, Hannah faces startling revelations about her existence and unexpected questions about her humanity. Um the uh they they filmed this in bavaria uh berlin uh finland morocco um now danny boyle and alfonso Cuaron uh were both tapped to direct the film before a fellow that i'd never heard of before called joe wright uh would direct it now the thing that i thought was awesome was joe wright cited david lynch the great david lynch is a major influence on hannah and he quotes, he says, I've always loved David Lynch since I guess I first saw Blue Velvet when I was about 15. That's the part where I fell out of the chair and said, I will, you know, I need, I need this in my life. Um, he says, um, he goes on to say, I don't think I would describe it as an action movie. It's a fairy tale. It's an action movie. It's a drama. You know, I think it's a really difficult movie to describe, and it's going to be quite difficult for the marketing department to market as well. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is not something that you're going to be able to just pigeonhole and say, hey, man, this is like uh, Lost meets uh, Grey's Anatomy. You know, I mean, there's there's no way to just, you know, thumbnail in one sentence what this movie is going to be about. I trust Kate Blanchett. If you don't trust Eric Bana by now, you're a moron. And I just I can't wait. Um, I think it's really going to uh, 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 rock. By the way, one last note on this. Uh, the score uh, of the movie is by Chemical Brothers. Oh, sweet. You know, uh, I was just looking at the trailer. I had the sound down, but it, it looks like it leads mm-hmm. you to believe that it's a it's a time period piece that takes place like in the 1800s maybe, but then it turns out... No, no, this, this does... Uh, no, th- but just watching the trailer. Okay, well, because I saw the trailer. Well, I mean, he's an ex-CIA man in the trailer, so I don't think it is literally a period piece. It may feel no, 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 like no, no. that. But yeah, at the very okay. beginning, it feels like they lead you down that road. Yes. Like, oh, here we are. Here's these people who are growing up in the wilderness right. and stuff like that. But no, they're just apart from society. Exactly. And he's done that because he has, as an ex-CIA guy, he has gone off the grid and he has taken his daughter with him. Yeah, and he has trained grid. her to be as dangerous and as cunning as he is. And the trailer looks awesome. So, yes, uh, the name of the film is Hannah, H-A-N-N-A. And, um, yeah, check that out, okay. baby. Dennis, you only have a few minutes. So what's your what's okay. the one movie you're looking to, forward to? Cars 2. <laughs> is that yeah, coming out this year? Out. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, we saw the trailer before the uh, uh, Tron, I think. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in 3D. And, uh, you know, it's something... You know, I and, and uh, my son can enjoy. Um, I always look forward to Pixar movies because, you know, they've all been fantastic. Um, you know, they're going to introduce a new uh, uh, secret agent spy car voiced by Michael Caine. Awesome. <laughs> so kind of, I kind of wondered why they didn't use Sean Connery, but, you know, maybe he's enjoying retirement. And, uh, yeah, maybe he just you know, didn't want to do it. So, so, but, you know, looking forward to that, and it just looks like it's going to be fun. Um, you know, Hopefully my son will, just, you know, stay in his seat a little bit more than he than he did for Tangled. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, Cars is really an industry unto itself. I didn't realize that it's so popular with just little kids. They just love my, the cars. My nephew has every Cars toy yeah. ever uh, manufactured. Yeah, that's amazing. Literally. My godson too. I mean, it's just they just love it. 
I have a and list. Just don't get started. <laughs> don't get little boys started on those because you know we've got like fifty of them, I guess. Oh no! I have a list of four movies coming out this year that I don't need to see. Really quick, The Smurfs. Right. Rise of the Apes, starring James Franco. I really? Don't get that. To, I don't get prequel that. Ri- prequel to uh, prequel to Planet of the Apes. Well, now is is that? No, not, I, me, I, me, no wait. Yeah. I didn't get that. That was a prequel. It I thought it was. A, it's a prequel. Okay. I thought it was a remake to Battle. For the Planet of the According Apes. to what I just read, it's a prequel to Planet of the Apes. Fair enough. Uh, Real Steel with Hugh Jackman. He basically trains well, robot boxers. Oh, Battle Beth, of... I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> what was that movie? Real Steel. Okay. Hugh Jackman, How the Mighty Have Fallen. And finally, wow. Piranha 3 Double D. Oh, no. Come on. You got to see it just because it's punny. Really? Yeah, maybe on second thought, I'll go see that one. It's punny. Come on. It's not D squared. No, no it's Double D. Double D. Okay. That does figure. So I wonder what's going to be in that movie. Um, that's amazing. All right. Well, guys, uh, Dennis, thank you so much for, for I being on. I could go on. I got three more I want to talk about. I got know, five but, more we want to yeah. talk about. Well, so. you know what? Maybe we pick this up in we'll pick it up next a couple week. weeks. Or we'll pick it up next week. Next week or something like that. Because we'll see. If, we are uh, pushing it. We if, are pushing yeah. it. If right foreign now. people um, don't like this topic, then maybe we'll drop it. <laughs> All right, guys. I think they'll love it. All right, guys. So, hey, by the way, um, um, we could do a tweet or we could just get out, whatever. It'll we got to get out. next week. Um, but... I, we do need to tease some hot action coming next week. There's going to be a lot going on next week as will we will we hear, I was going to say see, but it's not right, will we hear the final installment of one of my favorite bits? That will be up to the listeners to decide. Yes. So stay tuned for that. Also, uh, I do have the possible debut of a brand new segment it's been pre-produced. It's ready to go. We just didn't get to it tonight because we ran out of time. Good for us. So, hey, man, stay I'm tuned for that. that one. And um, I may roll out the most controversial tweet I've ever done. Uh, that may end up being just a 40-second black hole in the middle of the show because it gets edited out. So wow. join out next so, week for the Bill uh, possibly. Show. <laughs> now, Bill, we got to stretch this things. out. We can stretch this out. It's fine. I'm just here to. I'm just. Yeah, I'm not here to set uh, policy. I'm just here to support you guys. So. All right, let's hear that music. Dennis, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Next time you're up uh, this this direction, you know, on a Wednesday night, let us know and we'll get you into the studio. Heck and we yeah. have a we do have a con coming up soon, so maybe we'll see you then. Hey, the by the way, sci-fi con. We're in a sci-fi by coming. the way, there's a lot of good barbecue in South Texas. You can bring back to North Texas. Just saying. <laughs> there's a place north of here that Dennis wants to visit. Oh, dude, I want to go to Tioga so bad. Okay. Such All right, times, Dennis. Man. All right, y'all, y'all take care and uh, have luck. Uh, good luck with your uh, new media empire. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, man. Y'all be the new Oprah. <laughs> I like that. Hardbo. We'll, we'll talk to you later, man. All right. Bye. Bye, bye Dennis. Love you. I don't want to actually be Oprah, though. I do. You don't have to be Oprah. I'll bet She's you do. She's hot. Don't take the law. <laughs> Um, thanks for listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Uh, this is our website. I'm going to say at hhwlod.com. Yeah, check out our blogs, photos, and more. And don't forget to visit the new message board at forumsforgeeks.com. Send your questions, comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. You can also drop us an individual email at brad, frank, or bill at halfhourwasted.com and follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast, which comes out every Thursday on the same feed. Check out the Walking Dead podcast. Keep an eye out for Media Minutes. And visit our sponsor, DCB Service. Until next week, I am Frank. Ich bin Wilhelm. Me amo Brad. And we'll see nice. you next week on Half Hour Wasted. That was a good follow. I think we did. I think we made it under an hour. Awesome. This is I Beckett. Korean.